who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe in iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. Hey guys, it's Malls. It's episode 145 of Please Advise. And today I have my friend and her baby. It's Emily Foster and Esther. Woohoo! Hi. Hi. Oh my God. First of all, I just have to thank you so much for letting me bring my baby. Oh no, I was like psyched about it. I thought that seemed like a really, oh, she's about to drop her little waffle. (laughs) Uh, No, I thought this would be perfect because we like different ambiance on the show. We've never had a baby. I'm actually, I love babies, so you this do. is exciting. Okay. It is really exciting. And we know very few people with babies. Yeah, we don't have a lot of friends with babies, so this is great. She gives really good advice, so. <laughs> but, like, babies right. are hot right now. Like, I've noticed that, like, my the new fall accessory is booming. Like, everyone is having babies. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. breaking news. So, okay. <laughs> now, I, I thought about this this morning because by the time this comes out, it's going to be either She'll the news have had will be the debunked or oh. <laughs> or it will be confirmed and everyone will be like yeah we've talked this to death just think of this as like a retrospective like we're like it's like remembering election day like remembering the day after you found out kylie jenner is pregnant with travis scott's baby um esther has a way feels a way about it <laughs> i was um extremely distressed yesterday well i mean she's quite young yeah. right which yeah. is just my first red She's 20 alarm. Just turned 20. Bless her. But yeah, twins. Who is this man? I mean, twins. I heard you twins. You heard twins? I heard oh, pregnant no, I with didn't twins. Hear twins. I you heard, heard singleton. A girl, but I mean, I oh. also. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. I didn't follow up it. on the news today. But oh. that would be. 
I mean, they're extremely fertile women. I I'm mean, sorry, I haven't been keeping up with the Kardashians. So. Oh, girl. LOL. <laughs> I probably have bad information. <laughs> it was just shouted out she's having twins in my office yesterday, but I, I saw no source for that. So Isn't just that funny how that's like a bonding moment in an office. Yeah. She's like, guys. Yeah. Water cooler talk. Guess what? Casey Anthony was like that at, at an office I was at as well as Amanda Knox was like. Oh, yeah. People Shout were out in the hallway, out. like holding hands, like being like, what was like your, what was your biggest one when you were at ABC? Um, that's hard because I think a lot of you people were a were news site. Too. Yeah, we were in news. It was like hard news. So it was yeah. like, um, oh, Sandy Hook was sad. It was like a Sandy Hook. Oh, yeah. Oh, situation. Tough. Yeah. Or no one's like, screaming about that. Well, screaming in a different way. Yeah. They were like screaming to like. Is get it confirmed? Is this happening? Because I worked in a news station, so yeah, was, that was that was rough. Yeah, that sounds pretty rough. I was thinking something. <laughs> or a Gabrielle, bit more. Gabrielle, when Gabrielle Giffords got shot. Oh, oh yeah. God. Oh, yeah. that was crazy. That was actually like I think about that like once or twice a week, and I'm like, we don't really talk about that. The fact that that happened. Or, it's so nuts. I know it's bizarre. It's crazy that that happened. Um, the uh, the one thing I also remember is when um Lindsay Lohan stole the jewelry. Oh yeah, from that Venice store. That was another one. That well, because we'd all like had it. Like even the ones that like stood by Lindsay, like we had had it by the time she had stolen that necklace. We were like. Bitch, you've put us through so... Sorry, Esther. I don't know if you know that word. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Unfortunately, it might be her first word. Oh, it's okay. Like, I don't support talking about women like that. Don't let mom scare you. <laughs> but we were like... It had been like after this long summer of like promises. And I think she'd already like screwed over Oprah at that point, which to me was like kind of the final straw. Like... Screwing over Oprah. Oprah. She Oprah gave her a million dollars to do <gasps> For a the reality show. show. I watched every episode. And then <gasps> she like barely I mean it she was barely it was, yeah. a, it was a reality show about like getting Lindsay Lohan to like be involved in her reality show. Um and I think about like the stakes of having screwed over Oprah all the time. But here's something that I need to know about from you guys that I don't get, I don't care about, and I don't think is interesting is Fergie and Josh Demel. Yeah. Were we all really attached to them? No. No, and I'm always just like, I'm kind of over celebrities talking about how much they're in love with someone now because it's just sure. like, don't do it. It's not going to last. I don't know. You don't really hear Tom Hanks talking about Rita Wilson that much, I don't think. Oh. But they're the last. What if, I mean, if they, they broke, broke up, I would be devastated. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> See, that to me is like love is dead. Like, yeah. Anna Ferris and like Chris, whatever, Pratt, like breaking up doesn't mean anything to me. Like, I didn't know. I mean, I guess I, I knew they were more alive. sad about them than I am about Fergie and Josh. Dumas. Yeah. People were really upset. And I also think that like their relationship always felt like an odd pairing to me anyway. And didn't he cheat on her right before the wedding or something like something that? Something weird. Yeah. Yeah. And so like it was a whole like will they or won't they sort of thing. And then she took them back. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of drama there. And I've just never been, really been a Fergie person to begin with. Definitely not. Like when Hollywood was obsessed with her and was like, Fergie's the hottest girl in the world. Chris Medina told me he thinks I look like Fergie the other day. And I was like, that is so mean. <laughs> I mean, she, I, I just like, I don't want to look like Fergie. Like, she, I, she's a great lady, but like, I don't like... That's not my doppelganger. Right. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. It's a misidentification. You're like, I don't think I look like that. That's how I feel when people tell me I look like the girl from Orange is the New Black. What? You do kind of look like I, her. Yeah, but I'm also like, how many other Puerto Ricans do you know? <laughs> you That's know true. what I mean? 
It's just like when people start saying like all black people look alike or, you know, it's just like because you haven't been exposed to a variety of black people. Speaking of Orange is the New Black, I've been watching like a lot of Law and Order recently. Mm. And the crossover is like crazy. Like the people who've been on. Yeah, I just want to say you said on the podcast that they took off all the like stabler episodes from the Internet. All of the show, all of the episodes are on Hulu. Okay, so it like the day after I said that, the day I swear to God, the day before I was looking for new ep- or for old episodes, I said that, and then the next day they're all there. Yeah, okay. but like I, it was one of those things where I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm like the stabler episodes are still there, people. You Mandela can enjoy effect. Head and all the other great episodes that are there. Head, but um, <laughs> yeah, the crossover there is crazy. Emily, have you been watching anything recently? You know what? <laughs> this is I'm. This is how behind the times I am. But I just watched This Is Us. Yeah. I still have to watch that. So Okay, good. Yeah. And then I don't feel that behind. Well, I was hesitant. Oh, she looks so happy. Hi. Esther's like smiling now. Hi. <laughs> um, I was hesitant to watch it because it looks so kind of like a cheesy drama. Agreed. But I heard really great things about it. And I know someone who writes for the show now. So I'm like, really, I really wanted to check it out. And plus, I like the idea that they're incorporating like this... Um, mixed race adoption and like that storyline and you know I, I i'm really intrigued by the show so i'll give it a chance but i i find mandy moore and old people makeup a little disturbing i love mandy moore <laughs> me too yeah but she's supposed to be playing like a 60 something year old mom in yeah. some of the scenes and it's just like she when doesn't you have, look old enough yeah she just doesn't for me there's no amount of prosthetics that's gonna make it work she has always looked youthful and to- like on top of that right yeah. um she has a young face so being a mom, oh, yeah. what Here are we three are. <laughs> things that have surprised you the most about being a mom that you didn't know? Um, one is that I would really like it. Yeah? I don't I don't think I was ready for that. Really? I was really dreading it. I know this sounds horrible, but like through my whole pregnancy, I was just like, well, my life's going to be over now. Yeah, so it's, it's like, right. Yeah. So I kind of said like a goodbye to my old life tour of the world. You know, I was just like trying to do everything, like cram it all in and I'm like, oh, no, this still works, you know, sort of. And, like, I really like it. Like, the best thing that ever happens in my day is, like, when I go to get her out of her crib in her morning and she's just smiling at me, you know, and I'm like, oh, like, we're cool. This is cool. Yeah, Um, I think that's my biggest fear about having kids is just saying goodbye to that life and, like, the stress of, like, oh, my God, I have to care about keep this thing alive all the time. It's definitely stressful for sure. Like yeah. that's all all hours of the day. I'm like, am I gonna drop her? Is she gonna choke? Is she gonna like? Is she just gonna mysteriously die? But, but she, so far, so good. You definitely wanted kids, right? Like you guys tried for her, right? Yeah, I just I I mean, not to be crass, but like I've had a lot of sex in my life, and like right. I I never had a scare. So there was part of me that was like, it's it's probably all broken inside. No problem. We'll like quote unquote try, yeah, yeah. and then maybe we'll adopt if we're down the road or whatever, yeah. you know. But it happened on the first try. So I was a little like, whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Damn, girl. (laughs) You're a miracle. Well, you want to hear something else crazy? Yeah. I just realized. Actually, it was from anal. It's wild. (laughs) (laughs) Christina. They really swam. (laughs) Um, No, there there were two guys in my past that I have since learned. Like, there are two guys that I called it off with because whatever was happening in the bedroom wasn't great. Yeah. And I've since learned that, like, they aren't able to have children. Two of them. Two of them. And it's their issue. And I'm like, oh, maybe there was something 
Right. You know, like an energy wise where I was, right? Like where I was like, "Mm, I'm not into this because it didn't work. Like, I really just think, I guess my point is she was meant to come into this world. So your partner is bomb at sex is what you're saying. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's real good at that. (laughs) Okay. Number two. And let's make this one like an advice for Kylie Jenner. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, like the, the fluids thing is. You know, like you're constantly covered in fluids. It's like just that cliche mom thing. But it's so real. Like, it's so real. Where you just constantly have poop and milk and pee and spit all over you. Like, I I washed my hair this morning. I don't know. There's stuff in there. There's stuff all over it. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> did you tear while you were giving birth? <laughs> You're obsessed I with did. this. I did. I did a lot. How many did? 40. No. This is not a normal number, ladies. This is a high number. How long is your taint? This is a high, <laughs> high number. That's the, ep- that's the episode title right there. <laughs> How long is your taint? <laughs> what? 40 stitches. 40. How was the recovery? I j- okay, I just had the most frustrating experience in my recovery. Um, I went to physical therapy for the first time, and you're supposed to have, like, the pussy inside, yeah. like, their finger banging you, yeah. physical therapy. I find a place. I'm like, I need this therapy. They're like, great, come. I go. I get there. They're like, oh, we don't do the inside physical therapy. And I'm like, well, what the fuck were we talking about this whole time? Yeah. So um, they just I, – so I, I don't really know yet about the recovery but like like you know when you pee and you can stop the yeah stream yeah, it's like your floor is kind of like out i can't yeah. i can't do any of that there's okay. just pee all the time there's pee all the time that's the other surprising thing do you like pee when you laugh all the time okay i'm peeing right now no i'm not but <laughs> i could be <laughs> but wait so i didn't realize there was physical therapy where they touch your vagina they get yeah. in there my other question about pe- pregnancy. I feel like I wouldn't be ready to have sex for like two years after. Like I'd be like, just stay away from it. Don't go near it. I always say things two just years. come out now. Yeah. They don't go in. They just come out. Yeah. That whole. Yeah. yeah. No, I, we did it once and it, I, it traumatized me. Yeah, I would be traumatized. Yeah. Um, okay, well, we take calls here on this show. Um, and... I think we should do that. Okay. Hey, Mal, Christina, and guests. Uh, it's Jen. I'm 30. I live in New York City. I was enjoying some old episodes, and I was loving the Vitamins with Friends bit that you guys used to do. So I'm wondering two things. One, what vitamins are you and your guests currently loving? And two, how the hell, Mal, were you able to pop for magnesium without shitting your pants. Okay, you recommended doing this one for anxiety, and maybe your bowels are stronger than mine, but I pretty much can't even handle one of those vitamins. Uh, anyway, I love my vitamin D and my B12. It's really helpful for depression. Obviously, I'm not a doctor, and neither are you, uh, but I'd love for you to please advise. Uh, enjoy New York City, and let us know if you're doing a meetup. Thanks. Love the pod. Okay. So it's so funny that you mentioned that because I've had a lot of people say that to me about charcoal that like 
they don't understand how I can take three, sometimes six a day, and I'm not like shitting my brains out. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but I would say that I probably am like malnutritioned in certain areas. And so <laughs> if you eat a lot of stuff that has magnesium in it, you don't have that magnesium deficiency that a lot of people have, which is what leads to stress and anxiety. Um so I still take magnesium. I'm taking vitamin D now because I feel depressed and I think it might be a vitamin issue, but I don't have time to go to the doctor for another two weeks. So I'm like just spitballing over here. <laughs> and then I took a, I'm taking vitamin B6. Ooh, those are good. Yeah, what does B6 I guess so. do? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. It just like um, was recommended by Amazon. That is an also like for anxiety. B6 helps with anxiety a little bit. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, I also take magnesium. I take magnesium citrate. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you drink it or do you take it in pill form? Pill form. Yeah. And I take two or three and I don't shit my brains out either. No, yeah. I strong don't know, bowels. man. Yeah. I well, mean, I don't know that I have strong bowels. I also take like probiotics. There's that. So like yeah. that. Do what you need to do. Yeah, if I was going to be shitting my brains out, it would probably be from the probiotics yeah. or something. But – well, yeah, no, like I'm pretty normal. Zinc makes whenever I take zinc, I get sick. Like, oh, yeah, that's it, weird. It fucks up my stomach. Oh yeah. yeah, I've thrown up before. Yeah, from like it's like, like having within, tea like twenty minutes or it, like, like a multivitamin on yeah. an empty stomach. Yeah. So the, oh yeah, no, 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 no. I didn't you take it on an empty something. stomach. I've taken you it on, didn't. and it still makes me like queasy and almost yeah. Isn't zinc what they give you if you have a cold? Yeah. So usually I'm like, oh, I have a cold. Well, let me ch- take zinc and like really be proactive about it. And then it's just like, blah, it can't, like, it can't, it doesn't stay down. I do remember thinking it was like an aggressive thing, like those zinc um, lozenges that everyone used to use, like in the 90s. Yeah. I remember being like, this is the most aggressive taste I've ever had. Like, could this, like, what is going on with the zinc shit? It tastes <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't done friends with vitamins in a while and I don't really know why I think it was because honestly, like when I moved into this new place and like, I'm sure you guys can relate to this in different areas. You're probably so busy. I just like, I got my kitchen already, but like, I feel like so much other stuff is undone here. And also it took so long to get the house sort of together that I'm still catching up on stuff. And so I haven't been on top of my nutrition the way that I was like a year ago where I was like making all my meals and eating really well and being really good about vitamins. But, uh, yeah. So I'm kind of like, you know, I can be an irresponsible vitamin user. Like I just forget <laughs> about them. I'm also taking a Kratom. Actually, this is what Marissa Ross talked about when she was here. Which, oh yeah. It's not banned anymore or it's not really, well, it's, it's state by state. Yeah. So like, apparently but not on a federal I, level. Is I've heard of it. Have you heard of it? Oh, but tell me about it. Okay, so they sell it at like head shops, basically, which means that it's like, it's like salvia. It's not like salvia. It's like a Chinese herb, Um, but it has very like healing properties. So for someone like me who has back spasms or like really crazy cramps, if it's like a bad day, I can just take like, I think it's five of these and they're gone. Like, really? I was having a terrible period last month. Like, ever since this, like, eclipse thing happened, my body has been so weird. And I had the worst period ever. And I remember I took Kratom and I was fine. And I was like, this is like a miracle because interesting. normally, like, <laughs> I have to take, like, three a leave. But I worry about putting all that aspirin in my liver, especially because I drink so much. 
<laughs> That's a fair concern. I've, I mean, I've heard of it, but I feel like I heard that it wasn't safe. Why is it not available in every state? I think it's not available in every state because it takes the place of an opiate. Yes. Oh, hot. Yep. Yeah. So a lot of people use – Kratom has been used for a lot of people to get them off of like Oxycontin or whatever. Got it. A so lot of people like, use it in place of that or like to detox from – like it helps them instead of taking – I can't remember what that drug is to help people with heroin – Methadone? Yeah. So they take that in place of taking methadone. Jesus. What's Um, in there? it helps a lot better. I don't know. I mean, they must be taking like at least three times the dose I am because I don't ever feel fucked up by it. I do know – Esther, I'm sorry. I do know that there's two (laughs) kinds. There's like red and green and green is mellow. It's like an indigo or a sativa. Like the red apparently amps you up. It's kind of like uh, I think a lot about like how the uh, marijuana, how marijuana was outlawed because mm-hmm. like tobacco, it was from the tobacco industry lobbying the government to make it like an illegal substance. But that was because it was just they couldn't find a way to monetize it properly. Way to beat. Have you guys heard about this Louisiana State kid that died? He's like a frat kid and he drank a bunch and he tragically passed away. He also smoked weed. And, like, I was reading – they're apparently going to get rid of Greek altogether at LSU, which I imagine is, like, a huge Greek school. It just sounds like it, right? Right? Yeah. Like, Louisiana State. But, like, um, apparently uh, – the angle that I read in the article was, like, if he had just drank, he would have been fine. But because he was smoking marijuana, his body didn't have the urge to throw up. Like, that's why cancer patients take it for their nausea. And so, like, because he couldn't throw up the alcohol, he didn't realize he had alcohol poisoning. And I'm like, I think he probably just passed out. He probably passed yeah. out. You know, like, it, like, like weed or no weed, but, like, that – it makes sense, like, in a state like that, that they're going to be like, oh, it's the weed. But ultimately, like, the alcohol is what did him in. Like, that right. was the poison that was killing his body. Exactly. Right. But blame the weed. Yeah, so I guess right now they're trying to figure it out if it's, like, hazing or what. But, like – it was kind of hard to get pot in Boston sometimes. And so I can't even imagine like trying to get it in Georgia. Like, how are you getting weed in Tennessee? I don't know. I don't know. I've only lived in coastal cities. Where does it come from? <laughs> oh my God. Growing up in Michigan, it was like disgusting. Really? Whatever we got was just disgusting. <laughs> well, because you're near Canada, though. You should have like beasters, which is what they called them. I have no idea. That's what they called what? Beasters was like the type of weed that they had. In and it Canada? Was, like, yeah, that's like awesome. that's what they grew up there. And like now I know it to be a sativa um, because I always was like, there's a certain kind of high I get in Boston that like I don't get anywhere else. Like I get more stoned at my parents' house than anywhere else. And I just realized like, oh, I'm smoking like this type of – it's like a heavy, heavy sativa. That's so funny. Yeah. And it's Canadian called and Beasters, I, like Easter with a B. Yes, exactly. It's so interesting. But there could be different strains, but like Beasters is like the – I think, like, the overall name for weed from British Columbia or whatever. Oh. Okay. Learning. Learning. So much learning today. Did you (laughs) smoke pot in college? I did. You know what, though? So growing up in Michigan, we had, like, you know, this horrible whatever we smoked was terrible. And then I get to Oregon where I went to college. Oh, forget it. I couldn't walk. So I didn't actually (laughs) smoke a lot because I was so floored by, like, how strong it was. Yeah. But now I'm sure, like, whatever anyone is smoking is probably... <laughs> It'll put you out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, for real. One I hit still is haven't re-upped my card yet. Can you believe it? I Get it together, Ed. I know. I have to go with Ed. He told me I can go without him. I'm like, no, that's not the point. I'm like, the point is, is that we're never allowed to not go without each other. I don't get that. I did this. I was having this conversation last night because, like, I haven't been in a long-term relationship ever. Yeah. And so, like, there are certain things that couples do, like, no, I can't do that because, you know, I have to wait until – and I'm like, so you're just going to be spoiled by this television show because you're waiting for someone. I've always been such an independent person, so I'm just like, wait for you to do what? No, I need to do this now. Like, get it together or I'm going on my own. And, like, I, I, I understand, like, the ritual and you're, I respect it, but I'm at a point, like, what time – at what point do you say, you know what, either you come and do it with me or I'm going well, along? Well, because I'm not, I'm not like, my nuts aren't in a vice. Like, I still have weed. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, it's not like I'm, like, suffering over here. But, like, uh, no, I mean, I don't know. I feel like also by the time I get my card, we're coming up on January. Like, it's going to be legal. Yeah. I can just walk in there. Hey, what's up? It's me. Um, wait, though, here's the thing. So if Esther comes to you someday and says, like, Mom, did you smoke pot in high school? Are you going to lie? I think I'll just tell her the truth. My mom totally lied to me. Did she? Yeah. And now I know she's such a stoner. (laughs) Yeah. You said that. You were like, when I found that out, so many more moments in my, like, childhood made sense. Yeah. I don't – and I don't even (laughs) think she was, like, stoned. I just think that, like, you once you smoke pot, like – First of all, you can recognize another person who smokes pot right away. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, I got you, 420. Um, <laughs> but, like, I was like, oh, the way my mom, like, is, like, she's a she was a pothead, at least at some point in her life. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people have that moment. Now everyone I know smokes with their parents. <sighs> my parents aren't cool enough. Are you – you're not there yet? Well, they're, they just – I feel like they will never. Like yeah. unless a doctor is like, you should smoke weed, you know, for X, Y, and Z. Like they would – they just are such like goody-goody law abiders. It's yeah. crazy. Oh. Yeah. That's how I was too. Like I didn't smoke weed until I went to Amsterdam and, it, and like I was like, like, it's, it's legal, legal there. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Tell like Emily what else you saw in Amsterdam. The- <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I went to a sex show. Yes, you did. Yeah. What did you see there? There was an audience participation segment. <gasps> Which this disgusts me to this day because I – okay, so from – Are there also fluids in your hair? <laughs> Not tonight, but mm. yeah. <laughs> I okay. didn't participate in this segment, as mm. I should clarify. So this woman stuck a banana in her vagina. Yes. Was it peel on or peel off? <laughs> I don't know what's better. Peel she off, had- maybe. I don't – I oh, honestly – I can't – I don't know. that. I'm not, unclear. Unclear. But then people in the audience went around and took bites of the banana. Oh, no. Come on. And so I'm like, okay, if the peel is on, yeah. then, like, there's then you, a protective layer. Sure. But, like, also, like, you, Perhaps, you're just eating STDs. No. So this is probably what happened. It was peel. It was peel. It was unpeeled to an extent. But the peel, the part with the peel still on was inside of her. Oh. And so people oh, yeah, are biting I, okay, the other end while... It's in her? Yeah. And I think she was like pushing it out. That's real gross. No. I did not watch that part of it. How much do you think she makes a night? I don't know. This was like 10 years ago. Can she afford her own apartment? No. If she's doing that, I don't know if she can. I mean, I I don't know. I think she has like a Maybe she's just like sexually liberated. Right. It was like a theater. I was like sitting in a theater. 
This is so weird. <laughs> okay, let's take our next question. <laughs> Hi, Moms, Christina, and guests. It's your girl, same old show, back again. Okay, so update. This was about maybe a month or two ago when I called in about the friends with benefits, but didn't know what was going on, that type of situation. Okay, so to wrap that up, and with a little pretty bow on it, um, it's over. We're back to being just friends, so it's whatever. But here's the new dilemma. Still currently in Bumblefuck, Mississippi. Yay, I know, right? Um, technically, I am the youngest woman of color that works in my how do I say this without being caught up <laughs> um okay basically I'm the youngest woman of color that works for um a we'll just say it's a top secret agency it's really not but whatever so I just feel like that some of the older women and some of the men kind of like treat me like a child i'm 29 by the way i'm about to be 30 in january so that gives you an idea of how old these people are so basically it's like i've only been there for under a year so going on about 10 months i'm on technical probation um for a year so i'll have that review coming up soon in like november december i'm not worried about then but it's just me getting through the day by day of like dude I know my job. You guys train me. Um, I pretty much know the financial world that I'm in and, like, the day-to-day, you know, task. It's not rocket science, but still, it's just, like, I feel like they kind of treat me like a kid and, like, it's just talked down to me in some kind of way. And it's just, like, weird. I want to say something, but I don't want to say something because it could go in a review and it's like, oh, she's the angry black woman or whatever they may say. But, um, like, how can I make it through these couple of months? I know this is, like, a little pesky little question, like, first world issues. But, hey, I love you guys. I want to call in and get you, see what your advice would be about this. Yeah. So, please advise. Thanks, you guys. Okay, so I'm pretty sure I remember this person's original call, which is that they had a friend with benefits. I can't remember the guest, but they had a friend with benefits that was like, no, no, no. They had an old friend that became a friends with benefits, and then they broke that off, and then they came back together as friends and started to have the friends with benefits thing again. Um, But I can't remember whose episode that was. Um, I have never been a woman of color in the workplace, and like as – I was standing up to get a sweatshirt. I heard you say something like, oh, like these are very first world problems or whatever. And I just want to like let you know that these are actually very like relevant problems. And like it's that's like a very like okay thing to feel like you shouldn't belittle like the way that you feel about that because this is like this is like the most important time. It's always an important time. But like this is a very important time to be standing up for yourself and like you're a woman of color aware. in yourself. Like that's hard. That's yeah. got to be hard. Yeah. I mean, I'm I also work in a predominantly white industry. So I understand like that that fear of like being seen as like the angry, angry, you know, woman of color. And like there are times where um you know, I've had a strong reaction to something and people have misread it as like being aggressive. That's yeah. a label that I've gotten before, which is unfortunate because I think I just it's just a different way of expressing myself that I don't think 
white people are used to and like they might deem inappropriate. But if I was in an office that was mostly black, I don't know if it would go over the same way. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, and so that needs to be taken into consideration. So I understand your hesitancy and like exp- and being feeling free to like say something to your upper management because you're not sure of the way that it's going to be taken. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. That's a valid fear as well. Yeah. Uh, the thing I can speak to, and you can probably speak to this too at some point in your career, like I've been the youngest person in an office before mm-hmm. and like, it's just automatic disrespect. Like you're the easiest person to pick on because you know, you're the spoiled millennial or whatever it is, whatever dialogue it is that they can do the people above you to frame how like small you are and how relevant they are still like it's and and I don't think it's like necessarily a jealousy thing I think it's a game thing I think it goes back to basic biology of people wanting to make sure that their their territory is like stays theirs and that they're not going to be there's not going to be a comeuppance you don't seem like someone who's annoying in the workplace or anything like that I definitely have gotten calls from people who are like I don't know why people at work are picking on me and it's like because you sound fucking annoying um (laughs) but yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, just not that I have great advice on the subject, but like one thing that I can say that's worked for me in the past is just like if you want to be treated a different way, like step it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you want to come off as older, maybe act like you are a little older. I, I mean, fake it till you make it in this cheesy, cheesy advice kind of way but like that's the only way it's like if you're going to present yourself in the way that you want to be treated most likely you will be treated that way and like I think the best way you can do that without like changing your personality 100% is to just become a little bit more guarded about what you share with people Um, because you are going to have younger thoughts and different interests in them for the most part like I would not be the person if I were you who's like Kylie Jenner is pregnant in the office because that does seem like the younger kid like move to do. Um, um, But you do seem like a great girl. You've taken our advice in the past, which like a lot of people don't do. And like, by the way, taking our advice usually means that like you knew what you were going to do the whole time. It's in your heart. You just, yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. Like we get a lot of people who are like, yeah, like I called about this, but I got back together with him and he tortured me for six months. And it's like, well, we told you not to get back together. Don't get back together. Yeah. That's always the advice, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) If you have to ask if you're, if you should break up with someone, the answer is probably yes. Yes. Yeah. But also like you, called in and knowing that we might give you advice that's a little bit of a harsh reality and you seem prepared to take it in stride, which is something that I don't know if a lot of people do when they call in. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. no. Oh, but, wait. Oh. I want to clear. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you. I just wanted to clear something up. Um, apparently, on Marquita's episode, I said that CVS sells cigarettes. I can't remember that. But and, yeah. like, I actually emailed the girl that, that emailed saying, like, just so you know, I don't like it when people drop facts, like it's knowledge. But and, and she said, like, CVS stopped selling cigarettes in 2014 or something. And I was like, yeah, I know I go to CVS like to get on my prescriptions. Like I know if I said if I said CVS sells cigarettes, I was probably using it as like a offhand reference. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't factually stating that I buy cigarettes at CVS. Which also I can't remember saying that yeah. at any point. Did you say it? 
Who no, said it? I don't know. I have to go back and listen to that episode. I mean, like, I just, when I when we got that email and I sent it to you, I was just like, I don't remember. I, I think I just wrote LOL, but, because it's such a, I thought it was just such a ridiculous I thing to write to in about. last night and I don't recall <laughs> that. Yeah, okay. You know what? All right. I think you emailed the wrong podcast. <laughs> like, she probably was listening to someone else and was like, who pissed me off today? Oh, yeah. Please advise. <laughs> Which, like, we still welcome that. But, like, I just – I know that CVS doesn't sell cigarettes. Yeah. I know. There's one down the street. I wish they sold cigarettes. It would have been <laughs> My life so would be much, so much easier. <laughs> yeah. Just give me my nicotine. I'm I quitting do. soon, I hope. I hope so, too. Yeah. It's bad. It's not good. Did you ever have a smoking habit? I or? never have, which is bizarre. I feel like everyone that we grew up with in yeah. general, like, everyone smoked. But, um, no, I, I don't know. Like I never socially. did. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not smart. It it can't be good for you. It doesn't feel good. Yeah. It has to be like have so you have like smoked a yeah, cigarette. For though. sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you have smoked a cigarette. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I always think like if I had just never started, like if I had never fed into that curiosity, like I would be living a different life. If you could go back in time to yeah. young Molly. Yeah, I would. You would you would tell her you would smack the cigarette out of her mouth and be like, Don't start. Yeah. Well, what was the first time you smoked a cigarette? Um, okay, so there was this girl who was, like, in 13th grade. Like, basically, she was just, like, she was, like, 21 and in, in high, high school, school still. Oh, sweetie. And she was friends with our group, and we got her to go to CVS because this CVS <laughs> did sell cigarettes back in high school. At the time. Okay. Um, and we got a pack of – I got Marlboro Lights, and my friend got uh, Marlboro Menthols. And – we put them in our messenger bags and we went to her house and we like walked really, really far down the bike path and then went into the woods. And my big fear was that like my mom grew up in Lexington, like everyone knew her. Everyone knows my family. I was like, someone is going to see me. That was my deepest fear, too. That's why I literally why I left New York. Yeah, so, so I could have the freedom to like do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> remember, I used to smoke a lot. Yeah, because like. I had like reckless abandon. I was that like, I can shocked, do whatever I that want. shocked me the first time I saw you like being like, Oh, I am relates in my glove compartment. I'm like, Oh, you do. You're like, pardon me, Christina. Like getting I don't Christina's anymore. Secret life. That was like my rebellion. That was me being rebellious. But like, you'll, you'll smoke one once in a while. Oh, yeah. Socially, I will. Yeah. 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 I love Just that to, about like, you. Just to get that extra little buzz. I'll be honest. I used to keep in high school an unlit cigarette in my car. That I would just pretend to smoke. Why? Because it's fucking rad. Like, I oh, get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I totally get it. Yeah. Do you think people in traffic knew it wasn't lit? Yeah. Okay. I probably looked insane. <laughs> yeah. The windows were, were rolled I up. I know. I'm just like, doo, doo, doo. I thought I was like looking <laughs> you so You weren't afraid of third parents. eye blind. Like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> you know you me too well. Your parents were going to find it though? Um, No. No, I don't know. They probably saw it. <laughs> my god i like hid my messenger bag i put a nail in the wall behind my shirts in the closet and then i hung up my messenger bag on that nail and then i had it in like a third pocket underneath all these other pockets and i put a bunch of books on top of it like i was just like so extra i love it i know i was terrified of my mom she's a scary lady when she's mad yeah but can she smell it on you um no because i wasn't i i only smoked like Two or three times in high school. Right. Like, and once I smoked in the house. And she didn't notice? Oh, no. Yeah. I was smoking in the house. Like, 
while my family was gone because like I was in college yeah. in the summer and like I would stay like I didn't have a job during that summer for whatever reason. And I would just be smoking it up in the house. Yeah. And then sometimes my dad would randomly stop by. He never caught me. But I'm like, Does, don't you smell the residual smoke? It's like, your dad's a tobacco salesman. He so, also- like, <laughs> that's a slippery slope right yeah. there. Right? <laughs> Did he tell you not to smoke? No. Oh, well. <laughs> Smoke away, then. But he doesn't smoke. <laughs> Nobody in my family smokes. Too. Like, to my knowledge, I'm the only smoker huh. in my family. Yeah. Damn, girl. Yeah, no, I don't know why. I think it goes back to the, I didn't want people to see me. So I just was like, if I'm contained in my room, my, I know my mom's going to be gone till like, 10 or 11. Like, I can smoke at 8. Wow. But don't you think, like, if someone had smoked in my house... Yeah. And I walked in, I would for sure smell it, I feel like. Yes, it's so 100. strong. 100. I don't know. I don't know. My mom might have been in denial. Thinking. We also had a really weird neighbor. So, like, it could have been that. My mom always used to, like, when I would come home, she would smell my hair, oh, which always made me oh. so uncomfortable. And she'd be like, smell smoky. And I didn't smoke, you Your know friends, what I mean? So, yeah. I'm, yeah, it's all secondhand smoke, but I was just like, cool mom do you have something you want to say about it or you just want to be like creepy <laughs> <laughs> I was just remembering the other day like my college friends and I we had this thing where like when we had like our big party night for whatever reason we would smoke cigarellos oh yeah that was huge <laughs> like anything like uh, like a clove yep. yeah oh yeah totally forget it so what are you gonna do with Esther if she wants to smoke you smell her hair oh probably <laughs> so oh, probably the worst thing is like I I sing her the same songs that my mom sang me. And it's like, it does. you don't even think about it. The shit just comes out of your mouth. I'm sure that I'm going to be like, just totally my mom. And it's going to terrify oh, yeah, me gonna every day. There's going to be one day. moment where you guys are having an argument and you're going to say something and you're like, oh my God, I'm my mom. It's totally going to be when I sniff her hair and I'm going to be like, oh, that fucking sucks. Yeah. It's like, that's how you, f- I mean, it's another way that you figure out your mom's a human. Yep. You know, which is always like a hard thing to accept. Yeah. Esther will figure out you're a human someday. Isn't that scary? (sighs) I hope at least she's like, she's kind of cool. (laughs) (laughs) I take kind of. There's that. No, you're super cool. Uh, Let's take our next call. Um, Hi, Walls. And I guess this question is for anyone. Um, I don't know. I recently moved to New York and... I know it's so cliche to to move to New York and then start having all these doubts, but I guess I just look around and I see people who have used their experiences, positive or negative, um, to their advantage or at the very least have become very well-adjusted grown-ups. And I feel like I just missed out somewhere along the line and I don't have that thing that that thing that kind of makes you like a well-adjusted, confident, ambitious, easygoing person. Like, uh, if you put me in a room with five or six well-adjusted people, I would probably do fine talking and nodding and smiling. But then as soon as I'm alone again, I kind of wonder, like, what were their childhoods like? What kind of things have they survived? And how come they know what to do despite everything? And what do they know that I don't know? Um, and how are they going along as well as they are? And I guess it's just kind of related to feel, feeling like things are just never going to change for me. And I 
it's like the worst, most useless feeling in the world, but I feel like I'm always going to keep making the same mistakes. I'm always going to keep repeating the same ineffective patterns while everyone around me just keeps rising. And then I guess the ultimate darkest point is if I can change and if things are necessarily going to change for me, then what's really the point? Okay, uh, I'm going to let Emily take this first because she's lived in New York before. You're not from New York. You no, yeah. had that welcome to New York Taylor Swift moment. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, first of all, hard it's a really hard city, right? I mean, you're from there. It's yeah. like, it's, I remember being just shocked by how, and yeah. you kind of said this in your call, but like, people were just really just real 100% of the time. Yeah. AKA like not always that nice. Yeah. And for no reason. Um, but that's fine. Like that's good. Do you good. really think it's for no reason? I mean, I think part of it when you're just like shuffling to and from like the places where you need to go oh, right. and there are bodies in the way, like I do think it's just no reason. You just see people as like obstacles. I've had people give me wrong directions on purpose before <gasps> in New York. Like, That's, that is not the New York I know. It was probably some sort of hipster that moved there. Yeah, it was a lady was who was like, like I'm not a real New Yorker now. She had no time asshole. for me. She yeah. had no time for real me. Real New Yorkers are not like that. They're good salt of the earth people. <laughs> I believe that. Thank you. I believe you are. Um, but the one thing I do want to say is like, you know, you're you're comparing yourself to all these people who might seem like they have like fabulous lives or come from different places than you're from. But like you are important and where you come from is important and your life is important. Right. And know that when you're in those conversations with five other people, they're thinking the same thing about you. And we just want you to think it about you. That's yeah. the missing piece there. Yeah. And those like those thoughts of self-doubt, like they're probably having the same thing. And they're just hiding it better. Or they're just, you know, like you're too busy caught up in your own thoughts to notice their thoughts are like that too. Okay. So here's the thing. Yeah. I realized after a long time in L.A., of like really struggling and like having a lot of people around me who were doing the exact same thing, but like. They were renting houses and like they had expensive food from nice grocery stores in their house. And like they all like, you know, they always had a car and they always had gas and they always had all these things that I was just like, man, I am like struggling to like have these things. Like, what are they doing that I'm not? The answer was they had rich parents. <laughs> and I did. It took me. Literally until I got hired on Two Broke Girls for me to realize like, oh, they've been rich this whole time. And so there are certain things about people's socioeconomic background, their educational background, like whatever it may be, they're either they could be either overcompensating or so used to something that it doesn't uh, occur to you that maybe you're dealing with someone who is actually a fucking rich kid who yeah. is able to be an artist because or whatever because their parents let them be. That is a huge point right there. Yeah. So, and the other thing too is that like, I don't, I, I don't know to the extent that you're doing it. I feel like you're giving yourself a lot of shame for having post social interaction shame, which for me was like basically the norm. Like there was yeah. never a Sunday morning that I woke up in my twenties and was like, well, that went well last night. Like I every every Sunday I would call it shame day. It was just a day full of like 
I don't know why anyone likes me. Like, yeah. I'm a crazy person. Like, these people are all – like, they're probably all looking down on me. They, like, you know, are so successful and I'm not. Yeah. And um, that's just part of, like – I mean, if you haven't been exposed to these thoughts already, then, like, God bless. Like, I've, I've been Probably dealing with that, that never my thinks whole about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I've always kind of dealt with that. Hi, Oh, Esther's so smiley. You know, she wants you to be happy in New York. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that like, what you were talking about, it reminded me of the LCD sound system song, uh, New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's a real thing. And, you know, you're. I want you to prepare because you're going to transition to some really dark seasons. You know, yeah. like there's like less light, especially since you're in the East Coast, the Northern East Coast. You get even less light than you do. Get a happy lamp. Yeah, get a happy lamp. Take care of yourself. We're all faking it until we make it. Not, you know, everybody puts up a, for the most part, most people put up a facade. So if it seems like people are more well-adjusted, they're not. They have their issues too. And one thing I like to do, I write gratitude lists, not to be all Oprah in your face, girl, but the other thing I add to them is brags. Like I want to start bragging about myself. You know what I mean? So it's like, hey, I kept the baby alive another day. I'm going to brag about that because it's a win. You know what I mean? So you might want to try that. Like just – Call out the things that you know about yourself that are awesome. Be your own hype man. Yes. I have to burp. I'm sorry. I just burped a little bit. Um, But I do want to say – wait. What was I going to say? Before I had to burp, before the gratitude list. Uh, Oh. Well, I'm going to New York next week and I'm actually – hi. I'm actually really nervous because I – I mean, I've only been to New York probably like seven times, six times. And I would say it's like the same ratio I've had with shrooming where it's like (laughs) four of those experiences have been fucking terrible. And then like three have been like, wow, that was like really transformational and cool. And like that, I think that that is why I've always been afraid of New York, why I'm glad I moved to LA first. Uh, I, I still don't know how to use the subway there. Like just the fact that you wake up every day and you navigate that city. I think a lot of people would say LA is scarier because of the driving, because, you know, it's the the, the vampire climate. People, you know, while it, it seems like in New York, like they don't have uh, they don't have the same qualms about lying to your face that people do here. Uh, so I, I'm surprised to say that New York scares me more, but it just does. And so if you can keep in mind that every day you're like in a competitive environment, like they don't call it like, ha ha, hey, <laughs> she thinks Esther's you're real funny. It. Esther's here for you. Yeah. Oh, hi. Um, <laughs> she's so cute. She's like, Emily, like I, she's cuter than I thought. Like I've seen pictures, but like, she's one of those people that you're like, you're better looking IRL and you're like hot (laughs) online too. It's actually making me want a baby, but I'm just like, I'm not even with anyone. How is that? I'm a single person. (laughs) I I really like, I want to just get pregnant so bad and have a kid, but like, I can't do it. I just can't. I can't be a single mom. Like I can't, I can't in good conscience do that. Like knowingly, knowing that I don't also have like a phenomenal financial situation. That's fair. I think that's smart. You know, like you know? if you're, I don't have oh, a yeah. phenomenal fa- really financial situation. If you're but. Kylie Jenner, you know, 
Travis Scott just a sperm donor to you, honey. Okay, like that's <laughs> one thing. They need to be very clear. Like this, the media, everyone's all like, oh yeah, like uh, Travis Scott hit the jackpot. Like, oh okay, yeah. We've have we seen what's happened to Black China, by the way? And she's probably the like a woman is more likely to get child support if Travis Scott comes for child support. I am sure that Chris Jenner has his ass in some sort of contract, nuts and advice. And look, I think that you should look at New York like Chris Jenner. Okay. Yes. It it's very it can be tough. It can be brutal. It it can be protective of its own ecosystem. It might change genders on you. It might <laughs> It might transform. Uh but I will say that uh yeah, just think about it like Chris Jenner. Take that city by fucking some, storm. Smoke some pot and then think about <laughs> her yeah. as Chris Shatter, the city as Chris Shatter, because that might be a hard thing for you to come to on your own. <laughs> there, was, there was a tweet I read yesterday from uh, this guy, N.R. Murrow, and he said, TMZ is reporting that Kylie Jenner is pregnant, and I, for one, can't wait to see lip, ki- lip kit swatches on the newborn's arm. That guy is in my uh, is in Emotionally Broken Psycho's Facebook group, and he's like, <laughs> you guys, he's like, I posted this, and my mentions are, like, ridiculous. He's like, I don't know what to do. I loved it. I know. It's so funny. <laughs> She uses Are you her cleaning do you test swatches arm? on Esther's arm? <laughs> oh, we do lip kits all the time. We also do like the lip plumping, you know? Mm. We do the the vacuum cleaner lips. Oh, honey. Oh, she's <laughs> She's so having the cute. time of her life. She's just hanging out upside down. Do you <laughs> love being at my house? She does. She loves being upside down. It's Hi. really weird. <laughs> I'm so sad uh, you guys can't see how cute this baby is right I know, now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. Actually, this is like unfair. We're like talking about the cutest baby. Uh, Theater for the ear. But, you know, just like hang in there, girl. Like, you know, your 20s are tough. Life is tough. Big cities are tough. Like Mm -hmm. all of these things. Like I remember someone saying something to me like and it was kind of like an asshole thing that when they were saying it, but like it was very poignant in its simplicity where she was like, wow, you'd almost think Hollywood is competitive or something. And she was like kind of like snapping me back into reality where she's like, Molly, like, of course people aren't being like, of course, like, you know, so-and-so is going to fuck you over. Like, this is what they do here. This right. is this is yeah. tale as old as time. Get used to it. Yeah. And like, if you're trying to be in a competitive industry, you're dealing with that all the time. And like, it's not for the faint of heart. But I will tell you that I have been able to continue to work with people and go into things and meet new people that that I don't necessarily trust but that I want to work with. But the reality is, is that I have brought my social life down and my circle down to such a tight-knit group that it's ridiculous. It's just me, guys. Yeah, it's get just your Christina. people. <laughs> um, get your people, keep them close for sure. Yeah, and, and maybe also, that will help you combat the social stuff when yeah. you're networking versus when you're having real friend time. And we say this a lot on the pod, but like, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> Give yeah. yourself a break. Yes. Or I know. Well, I was thinking like even this week, you know, it's like you were kind of saying this earlier, like and now I'm at a point where like I'm definitely an adult. Obviously, I have a baby. I'm married. I own a house. Hell yeah, you do. It's all those scary things. And I still feel like a fake adult all the time. I still Every feel day. like I'm faking it. And, like, that's probably not comforting to know that doesn't go away, but I care so much less. Yeah. I just don't care. It melts away. Like, yeah. the fucks that you have, like, you start giving a lot less care to, like, what, what other people think. 
There it was does a happen. really great article this week on Gawker that I want to read to you really quickly. And Emily, I want to I want to talk about your pod really quick before we get to the end because I know that people tune out at the end. I listened to um, the episode the other day with Trayvon, and I I had no idea that he was out. I was like, I wrote him like this letter, and I just was like, oh my, like. I, I'm so proud of you. Like, cause I've known him since he started to pop up on Twitter. So it's just like, and now he just has this monstrous success with daily show, but your show is called how to be less old. It was not always called that it used to be OMG podcast, right? OMFG. Yeah. But we changed it because really we want you to know what you're getting when you listen to it and you're getting <laughs> tips on how not to be old as fuck. So I, I think that this is, this was so a helpful change for me because now I understand more of what it is. It's basically, you have youngins on to come explain stuff That's right. To you. 25 and younger. And like, you know, what's hard is like you learn just from them talking, right? So it's like the other day we had a girl on who's 18 and she was like, oh my God, so-and-so is my day one. She's day one. Oh, yeah, day and one. I, we were like, oh, so, okay, that's a thing now. Like you're, you're day one. Like, like Christina, like you're my oh, day yeah. one. Like Ed's my day one. Like you, yeah. these are people that have always been there. Oh, they've moved on from uh, I'm my gonna, day one. I want to come on your podcast, right? Well, we're having you on. Okay. 100%. I just, are you too old for that? Uh, first of all, I already <laughs> checked that, Christina, off mic. Thank you. I'm 33. I'm very proud to be. And I'm also I'm a Capricorn, so I age in reverse. So, and also, I was the only person at this table who knew what day one meant. Exactly. So, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. I'm literally staring at a poster that says that right now as I say it. Um, when is Esther going to be a guest on the show? <laughs> never. Never. Um, she'll stay a baby forever, right? Yeah, yeah of I course. I really, right? like haven't really thought about that like what's gonna happen if I have kids and all of this living journal of me exists online yeah I think about that all the time oh yeah I I don't I think about why aren't you talking about this on mic yeah because I know there's a kid someday that's gonna find it and be like Uh, mom here are the receipts if they're anything like me they'll be like here here are the receipts mom yeah I know you did this yeah no it's true I get see I think about my mom hearing this and being like mortified and like sometimes I'll like really let her rip and I'm like wow you must really not give a fuck if Shauna's listening to this or not but uh I love that her yeah. name is Shauna, by the way. Shauna. She is such a Shauna. We're going to Portland for Christmas. If anyone knows about Portland, please tell me as soon as possible what neighborhood to stay in because I want to Airbnb and North I want to Airbnb. East. Northeast? Yeah. Okay, because I want to Airbnb a house with a hot tub because we're going to be there for like literally Christmas Day. And I think my surprise to her is going to be I'm going to have like – someone come with a fake Christmas tree and set it up so that like when she gets there, it's like Christmassy. Like I might get there a day early and not tell her. That's really cute. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. <laughs> I'm the best. Bragging, uh, see? She, no, but she's so hard to shop for. Like my mom is like, you could never get her a necklace that said like number one mom or like all the other shit that people would get for their moms for Mother's Day because my mom would be like, what am I going to do with this? I mean, my mom would be like, I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Diana would be like still wearing it today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm all about truth with gifts. I don't know. I, my mom always used to give me things and I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I, ju- I don't want it. Like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. My mom does that sometimes, too. But now I'm like, here's my Pinterest board. 
<laughs> totally. I have a Pinterest board that's like things I actually want. That's the name yeah. of the Pinterest board. That's and I smart. It. Yeah. You know, I just finally <laughs> figured out how to deal with the conversation with my husband because oh. I I don't want to, you know, like I, I don't feel like I can be that insensitive as I can with my mom. But like with him, now I've realized if I say, has my family reached out to you to see what I'd like for X oh. holiday or birthday? And he'll say no. I'll be like, well, if they do, here's what I want. So it's like you're communicating it. Got it. Not for him, but for him. I thought you were saying that you just got to the point where, like, if he gets you something you don't like, you're like, okay, we low-key like, need to return this. No. No, we're not even there yet. I just pretend to like it. Yeah, I don't think you ever really, like, to an extent, I don't really think you can. No. Well, it's also just, like, sometimes you really are, even if it's not, like, your jam – you are – she has a lot of opinions on this. Yeah. No. Um, sometimes if it's not like your jam, you still appreciate, like, the effort. Like, yeah. you see, like, oh, you were trying to be thoughtful even though it's not something that's literally, like, I want to wear. Right. You were like, oh, she likes stripes. Right. Like, you put a little bit of thought into it. And that's kind of beautiful in that that effort, that amount of thought process can be kind of beautiful. Totally. Uh, I am not gracious. Uh, I mean, I am in, in the – like moment when I open it, I'm like, oh my God, thank you. I had an ex give me a necklace that was so not me. It was a birthstone necklace that was like a heart shape. And I'm like, oh, what am I, a fucking 12 year old? Like, what, like who gets a birthstone necklace for someone? Yeah. And like, it was a big thing where it's like, I had to be wearing it. And if right. I wasn't wearing well, it, then it was like, exactly. It'd yeah. be like, oh, you don't like your necklace. Um, and I just remember opening it and being so stunned at A. Like, I remember I went on Amazon after and I looked it up in reverse and it was like $60. And it was on a silver chain. And I'm like, no, if you know one thing about me, I audience, what do you know about me? Okay. Yellow gold only. That's all I fuck with. Okay. And it was like just things like that where I was like, he's never really going to take the time to know me. Like, he's like – the fact that he thinks that I would want this. And so that's why – that's usually what upsets me is the like the – I my college boyfriend did this too. He went to the limited and he bought me like a bunch of like preppy <laughs> shirts. And I was like, limited. either you don't pay attention to me or you want me to change. It's that feeling that you Ooh. also get when your friend sets you up with someone, like a blind date. Oh, yeah. And, the, and, and it's like, do you know me? Yeah. Like, why do you think I would be good with this person? Yeah. It, it's that same feeling. I'm going on a blind date in New York. What do we know? Where? I, uh, for dinner somewhere. It's through a friend. Uh, she was like, I, you know, I have an idea. Like my, like I had a dr- like premonition last night when I was waking up Ooh. where like basically like you have to go on a date with him. Like I don't know what I was thinking. Ooh. Like we have to set this Ooh. up. So Ooh. I'm going on a date with him. But like we only have one night to hang out because he's going to go. You're going to be in the city? I'm going to be in the city, yeah. Okay. And then he – well, where else would I be? Oh, I mean, that Manhattan. Oh, Sorry. yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. No, I was That's like – That's New Yorker slang for you guys. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, it just is weird because it's so anticlimactic but slash so climactic. Like, it's like either – I we, hope it's climactic. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Actually, that's you, Christina. Um <laughs> Christina was 20 minutes late t- this morning. She was getting fucked. No. That's not so, oh, my that's goodness. Not, no, not, I wish. She is <laughs> riled yeah, up for that. Sir, you know what's up. 
Oh, boy. Uh, oh, she doesn't ooh. like it when Christina lies. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you like that better. Yeah, that's understandable. Uh, but yeah, it's like, it's <laughs> it's a kind of a non-event in the sense that like, oh, she's okay. It's okay. That's very helpful. You're, hel- you're podcasting. It's her first podcast. <laughs> She's so her foot is in her mouth, you guys. Um, but yeah, like so, like let's say we have the best date ever, right? Yeah. Well, it sucks because he's on like a plane the next day because he is going on a trip himself, and then does he live in New York? Yeah. And then if he has like if we have like the worst date ever, then it's like great. Like I could have spent tonight with my college friends. Like also like. Now I have to go explain to my friend that, like, her friend's a fuckboy or, like, whatever. I think it'll be good. But, uh, I, uh, I mean, why do I do this to myself? This is, like, on Valentine's Day going on a blind, on a Tinder date, like, in New Orleans. Like, put yourself out there. Uh, same goes for you, Missy. Okay, let's take our next call. Guys, you can call. 323-450-7408 to get a call on the show, which is very important. We need them all the time. It's how the show works. Or you can email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with a letter or voice note. We have a letter right now, and Emily's going to read it. Oh, my gosh. This is exciting. Okay. (laughs) Hi, Miles and Christina. I'm a 34-year-old white female living in Detroit and loving it. My boyfriend and I moved here three years ago from Pittsburgh, and we purchased our first home a year ago. Congratulations. We spent our first two years- Wait, where is she living? Detroit. Oh, Detroit. We spent our first two years in Detroit where we were the only white people on our block and we got along with everyone and enjoyed our neighbors. Our new home is on the west side of the city and we've experienced several disappointing interactions with our new white neighbors. They immediately came over to let us know how happy they were that a nice white couple moved in. Other neighbors drop N-bombs into conversations. I promptly let them know I don't think that is cool or I don't talk like that. Most recently... An older, trashy Polish couple moved in across the street. Out well, of no- <laughs> you can't do um, ah! okay. <laughs> Out of nowhere, the man let me know his dog didn't like black or Muslim people. I was dumbfounded, nervous, nervously giggled, and said I had to go. We are called Liberal Ryan and Katie by our Trumpster neighbors. We have a civil relationship with them, but we really don't want to be lumped in with them or their ignorant views. Our neighborhood is probably 80% black and 20% white. I love the kids on the block and the general vibe of the neighborhood besides these interactions. I also don't want to start any problems with neighbors who I'll be living next to for who knows how many years. Please advise, Katie. Okay. Wow. Well, first of all, God bless you, Esther. Um, I mean, okay. I think we can all point out the kind of like record skip moment that happened there when you were talking about how people are making discriminatory comments uh, that are generalizations and really fucked up. And then you say this older, trashy Polish couple moved in. Um And I also just want to go to show and say that there is so much racism within your own race. Like, that's like, I don't know what you are, but you're, I'm assuming these Polish people are white. Uh, You are white. And like, it's just, it's just like, first of all, there's all sorts of like, people say, well, who do, like, who do, um, like Latinas notoriously hate? Um, the Mexicans are typically the one that gets shit on the most. Okay. Yeah. But like, or black Latinos. Or, or like outside of, yeah. So, but also like blacks and Hispanics have the, have, it's like a common, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think white people are like that with Asian people because they're um, so much more advanced than us. I've heard Latinos be like that with Asian people too. I yeah. Mean, like, oh, I think I mean, everyone's just intimidated like, yeah, by Asians. Like an Archie Bunker. Like, um, they're so wonderful. I know, right? I just be but um, I mean, I don't know. It sounds to me like you're a little bit over involved with the neighbors. I know that you want to be in a neighborhood and have that neighborhood feeling, but um, if someone was talking like that to me, I would just really limit my interactions with them. And it seems like you're doing everything you can. Uh, you are new to the neighborhood. So you, the last thing you want to do is set yourself up to be hated. Um, and you know what? It could be beneficial for you to go outside of your bubble a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I know it's frustrating to, to engage with people who probably might not think of a lot of minorities as humans, but you know, one of the things you can gain a lot of perspective from talking to people like that, even if you are struggling to be polite with them. And then also don't engage when it's too much. Like, and you don't, don't have to talk to them. Yeah. It also sounds like you're doing the right thing by saying, like, you know, when you drop the N word, that's not, you know, language I yeah. can accept in my It life. is very hard for a lot of people to be able to say that in the moment because it happens and they're either stunned or it happens and they're like, okay, well, I'm not going to fight with someone who says the N-word because, like, they're beyond. So, like, the fact that you, like, are actively speaking up and saying something is, to me, a huge thing uh, and something that should I just want to, like, praise you for. Um, people think it's easier to call someone out in a moment than it is. So there you go. Yeah, no, it takes a lot of guts. I don't know if I want to put, like, a sitcom bow on this, but for some reason, like, I feel like if you had a neighborhood party – where, like, you just invited over, like, the families in the neighborhood that you're close to, white, black, whatever, and, like, just, you know, had an opportunity where they had to socialize in some capacity. I think that you could really – I don't think you're going to, like, mend – I don't think you're going to, like, solve racism in your neighborhood. No. And also realize, like, your neighborhood's probably the, – the makeup of your neighborhood is probably going to change within the next 10 years. Yeah. You know, as someone who grew up two miles outside Detroit, I will say um, that's, you know, that's always been there. That's always been an issue. Sounded like you liked the east side better. You know, maybe you guys want to think about purchasing a home back over there. And, and, you know, who knows? It it probably will change. You're right. Um, But just remember, you know, you are in a city that's probably 95% African-American. So... It's the best thing you can do is like to keep telling people, you know, that kind of talk isn't welcome here. So I really applaud you for doing that. I have like a sign out on my front. I saw that. Yeah. And like it just is like basically like in our house, we believe that like all people matter basically. And like there's ways that to that you can be well, actually not all that, people man. like it sounds like you're doing like an all oh yeah. no, no, no 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 like <laughs> that like you know that like, know, mar- like, like <laughs> marriage is about love that like black lives matter that like it goes out it goes on and on sorry a feminist I was, household i'm yeah. not saying uh i have an all lives matter poster in my front yard <laughs> i would be like to be I, I after the cbs incident of last week i would really like to move past yeah, uh these uh things that i drop apparently um but yeah, no, that's not what I meant. But basically, it's a sign about <laughs> equality. I'll take a picture of it. We'll post it on the thing. Yeah. Um, there's ways to have subtle activism like that in your neighborhood just to say, like, hey, like, it's not cool to talk to me like that. 
And, you know, yes, all that will probably really do is make the racist people in your neighborhood get together and just speak more privately about their racist bullshit. But that's probably for the best, to be honest. Yeah. Well, they'll know that that behavior is not meant to be publicly tolerated. Yeah. And so maybe it'll make them rethink. It probably won't. But I don't know, dude. I would say also like like the people who call you like liberal, Katie and whatever, like why don't you call them like Republican Bob and Sue and just like literally just say it back to them. Be like, yeah, oh, oh, like I'm if I'm liberal, Katie, then you're Republican Tom. Like, you know, like, I don't know. OK, we should wrap it up. Esther's had enough. Wags has had enough. I've had enough, frankly. Emily, but I can't ever get enough of you. I've never had enough. <laughs> and I just love seeing you. I'm so proud of you and your baby and and. Oh, she got her face. It's like she's this baby is on fleek. Okay. Thank you guys so much. I don't want to say like on fleek about a baby, but she's on fleek. Um, Esther, thank you so much for being here. Emily, people can find your podcast where? On uh, iTunes, on Earwolf.com, on Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts. How to be less old. How to be less old. And uh, and I'm Emily Foster at Frida Foster uh, on the Twitter. And I think on Instagram, I'm just Emily F. Foster. I always want to know how Frida Foster happened. It's my middle name. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I actually like had just broken up with a guy and he was this was like when Twitter was born. Yeah. And he was super active on Twitter and I had to join for work and I didn't want to be found. Oh yeah. So I was like I'll just do my middle and my last name. I had no what idea Frida was your middle name. That's dope. Thanks. Thanks, Frida. boo. Um okay, well, thank you so much for being here. I love you guys. I would love to have you back soon. Oh, and Esther, I will definitely have you back very soon as well. Okay. And then we I'm also going to eat you and maybe put you on my barbecue. Yes. And then suck on, on your leg meat. Yes. Uh, okay. I love you guys. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Find us on the internet if you haven't already on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. We're in all the places. And also listen to my other podcasts, Mostly Broken Psychos and Mother May I Sleep with Podcast. Christina was just on the last episode. Oh, I do want to say one more thing. What? Um, guys, Puerto Rico went through a really terrible hurricane. Thank you. I haven't heard from my family members in four days. It's really, really bad. Um, so if you can... There's a couple. We'll put up some donation links in this episode description. I'll donate right now. <laughs> yeah. Where's show there's, me the, there's one it? place called uh, Unidos. <laughs> U-N-I-D-O-S. Okay. Por. P-O-R. D-O-S, honey. P-O-R. Puerto Rico. Oh. Okay. It's run by the uh, the wife of the governor of, of uh, Puerto Rico. Dot so, com? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah. The first lady of, of, yeah. Oh, yeah, of Puerto Rico. She's lighting so, it up. Guys, if you can, it's really like, I, you know, it's it, it's been completely devastated. And, and the, the difference between this and like a lot of other states is that they have really good state budgets that can allot for emergency things that, you know, Puerto Rico just doesn't. I mean, you um, see how poorly it's handled bankrupt. in our country, like yeah. with FEMA or whatever. Like, I mean, you can only imagine that in other countries where this isn't set up, it's well, yeah. Technically, Puerto Rico is this country, so right. That's true. Um, that's, uh, but that's the other thing that a lot of people forget. And you know, so please, if you can donate, 
Um, we'll put some more links in these in this episode description. It would just mean a dollar, five dollars, whatever you can. That would yes. mean a lot to me. As, so. And I'm sure it's a tax write off too. So if you're a selfish motherfucker, there's still a reason. Yes. Um, all right, you guys donate. Yes, donate, 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 and also do- keep donating to all the people in Houston. And there's Florida. all sorts of there's. I mean, my God, Mexico. It's been a terror. It's been a terrible year. I think we can just acknowledge that yeah. in every in every possible way. I would like to say that it is kind of exciting to know that we are already almost up on a year of Trump being president, which means that we only have to do three more, and, and until he get, unless he gets impeached, hopefully. But after everything he's done this year, is it going to happen? I don't think so. Um, but what I will say is that. Uh, I'm a type I'm the type of person that when I see time passing quickly, I get excited. Yeah. So while the earth may be uh burning by the end of the next four years, we got at least you got at least one of these behind us. So all right, thank you guys for listening. Bye, Emily. Bye, Bye. Christina. Bye, world. Bye, Esther. Bye, Esther. <laughs> She's all she knows her name. Hi, yeah. big girl knowing your name. Shh. 